Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host, Leanne Hunt, and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of season three of the Knitter Square podcast. This is Leanne Hunt coming to you again from Johannesburg. And tonight I am sitting in a, um, a different room from last time. I'm afraid my recording last time was very echoey and um, I've made some alterations to the space in which I record and hopefully this is a bit better. Um, got some cushions and <laughs> other kinds of um, softening, padding to absorb the sound because uh, there's nothing worse than an echoey chamber that sounds like you're sitting in a bathroom. <laughs> anyway, as I sit here, I'm just knitting on an ordinary garter stitch square in a sort of an orange color. Um, I've been working on these plain squares now for the last couple of weeks because we've actually been traveling quite a lot. And I find that when I'm in the car, it's just really nice to have some handwork. I often listen to podcasts or audiobooks um, on my headphones while I'm traveling. And um, having something to do with my hands passes the time nicely. Uh, this weekend I actually got a lot done because we travelled down to Hawick to visit um, with my father-in-law who lives there. And um, it's about a five and a half to six hour drive from Johannesburg. But we were going there to attend a family get-together. And um, so it was well worth uh, the uh, the journey and um, we got to see many many members of the family from far afield from all over South Africa and the UK and actually even from the United States so that was really uh, very very special um, the occasion was a, a memorial for my aunt who passed away just before COVID started but of course with all the lockdowns uh, the overseas members of the family couldn't get to South Africa so this sort of memorial service had to be delayed and um, as it turned out with um, COVID being a little less uh, rampant at the moment it was actually really nice we could get together without having to worry too much we had a lovely outdoor braai in the evening and um, it's a beautiful setting with clear skies and um, a river below the property lots of um, nighttime insects and things so that was really special Yes, as I say, I'm knitting on an ordinary square at the moment. And uh, if you're sitting doing some knitting or crocheting as you're listening to me, I just hope that uh, whatever you're doing is bringing you some pleasure. Today's interview is with Valerie Zalewski. She has been a member of Knitter Square for many years and um, she is presently living in France. So those of you who are on the forum and um, familiar with her name, I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing her voice and hearing her share little bit about her life and about her crafting. So over to Valerie now. Hi Valerie, it's great to chat to you there in France. Hello Leanne, it's nice to see you as well. <laughs> Seeing you online in CAS, uh, it's nice to see you actually face to face. Of course, <laughs> yes. Now um, our, our listeners will probably know, I can't actually see you on my screen because I'm partially sighted, but um, 
it's uh, nice to hear your voice. I must say, uh, I expected a stronger accent from you. Are you originally uh, from, from France or are you from somewhere else? No, no, I'm English originally. Yes. But I married a Frenchman 52 years ago. So. <laughs> oh, how amazing. And have you always lived in France? No, no, we've lived uh, pretty much in many places. We lived in Canada for a long time, lived in France, uh, and I have lived in Africa and uh, other places, uh, of, uh, Italy and so on. So we've moved around a bit, and we've, but we've been back in France now for, since 1983. So, okay. Yeah, pretty long time. And was that moving around the world on account of your husband's career? No, it was just something personal. We both liked traveling and I taught English. Therefore, it was fairly easy to move around and always find work. So, and, uh, Wonderful. So it's just, we're both very curious people. We like to <laughs> move around. It's, it's great. And um, yeah, you sort of certainly pick up a lot. Um, what memories do you have of Africa? Were you in South Africa? No, I was in Malawi. But it was before it became Malawi. I was there for the transition from the Asaland to Malawi yes. and teaching English. And I loved it. I absolutely yes. loved it. I would have liked to have gone back. But unfortunately, the policy of the country um, changed and I couldn't get uh, back. And then my life changed because I met my husband and we did other right. things. But I really, really loved it. it yes. Experience. Yes. It's a beautiful country. I've been there myself and yes. we went for a holiday oh, on the yes. lake. It's really nice. Ah, yes. Well, I was based in Blantyre, mm -hmm. but uh, as I, I was on the British VSO uh, program, which is voluntary service overseas, and mm -hmm. I went as um, a school leaving uh, volunteer before going to university. And therefore, we didn't get any holidays when we were there. The school holidays one, we had to go elsewhere to. Um, to work to find something and so we had various projects that took me up to Lake Nyasa and uh, I, I visited most of the country and just loved it so much. That's interesting so I'm, I'm hearing you say voluntary service organization that sort of implies that maybe from a young age you were always interested in helping other people or um, getting involved in sort of uh, upliftment or something am I right? Yes, um, basically because I had the example from my parents, uh, who were, both of them were concerned with helping people and doing what they could. And I knew about squares, knitted squares, uh, from a very early age, because my mother knitted squares when I was young, and for charity work, yes. and for the homeless in England, this kind of thing. And my father was part of the Rotary Club, and his part of the Rotary Club was very, very... Uh, active in helping people so mm -hmm. I had good role models <laughs> yes absolutely well let's move to your knitting because um you say from a young age you were aware of squares did when did you yourself learn to knit uh I tried to learn to knit from my mother when I was young but it never caught on I'm a hopeless knitter I can knit but it takes me forever I'm <laughs> a crochet rather oh. I love crochet Yes. And okay. then again, my mother's example, because she was somebody who would do everything. And she was the one that uh, got me to sew, actually, because I went to an all girls school and mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, 
it was designed to get us to have careers rather than to get married and have children it was very intellectually yes uh, progressive oriented. actually mm. but well then the thing was that they did uh, insist that we had um home economic classes we had to learn how to cook and to sew and my mother was a qualified dressmaker before she got married and she was absolutely astounded because I got zero on 100 for my <laughs> sewing band. so she took me in hand and said okay choose material choose a pattern and I'll teach you how to sew wow. because at school they would go to sewing stupid things that would never be of any use to anybody <laughs> so yes yes and she knew what would actually interest you and then you could sew those exactly. things mm -hmm. yes yeah and I never looked back after that so Right. I did a lot of sewing at one time. Okay, yeah. so you've you've off, you've enjoyed uh, working with your hands as well, and um, yes. sewing yes, and crocheting mostly. Yes, very much so. Uh, I think it's essential to have a balance uh, between the intellectual side and the manual side, uh, the more practical side, and this is something that I'm very pleased that my education gave me. Yes. Um, I try to do the same thing for my daughter, and uh, I think it's working. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's do you want to say a bit more about that? Because it sounds like you've thought quite a lot about it, that balance between um, sort of the practical side and the intellectual side of things. Uh, yes, I think just from my point of view, uh, when I was teaching, the practical side gave me an outlet for some of the frustrations one can have when teaching. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. Mm. Uh, I would get home in the evening and uh, bring out my embroidery or crochet or whatever, and it would calm me down. And mm. uh, I think it is an essential part of, of someone's life uh, to have a balance between both sides. Some people find it in sport as an outlet, but mm. I'm not very sports-minded, I'm afraid. Uh, yes. But I found it in crafting. Um, so, as I say, I've tried to get my daughter to see that as well. Mm. Um, I, I thoroughly agree with you, and uh, certainly it's been um, the case for me. I've I've always enjoyed knitting, and recently enjoyed, you know, started to crochet and to sew up squares actually. But um, <laughs> I find that the handwork allows my mind time to sort of process what what I've been um, listening to on the radio, podcasts, or perhaps. Uh, just processing things that are going on in my own life and it's it's I find it very therapeutic um but it's also it's a lovely feeling of being productive at the same time exactly yes and I think that too is important uh although in my time I've made a lot of things that were absolutely useless just <laughs> because I had to do something with my hands I always have to do something with my hands um, yes what, wherever I am. Uh, one of the things I love about crochet is you can just have one hook and a ball of wool and you can make something. Yes. And doctor's waiting rooms, this is something very, very much that I appreciate. Yes. Because uh, I just sit there and the time seems to go very quickly like that. Mm. Um, um, but you know, I, there are a lot of other activities also. I, do, yes. I read a lot. I do crosswords. And I must have something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
so you've got an active mind i can tell <laughs> yes sometimes a little too much yeah <laughs> so valerie um tell us about how you first found knitter square and what knitter square has sort of come to mean to you um, the, how I found Knitter Square is quite uh, a story because I, I say I enjoy reading, I love reading, and now that I don't have to sort of uh, teach or read the classics anymore, I've developed a passion for mystery stories and mm. police stories and so on. And there's, I read a series of books by an author called Sally Goldenbaum. Mm -hmm. And uh, in one of her books, she, she the books all centered around a group called the Seaside Knitters, yeah. and they uh, they get together and they solve mysteries and so on. And one of their books, they are working on a charity project, and the charity project was Knitter Square, funnily enough. <gasps> really? She's a member. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they they talked about Knitter Square, and all the information on Knitter Square was at the back of the book. And so I checked it out as uh, I sort of in oh. my crochet, I got up to a point where I didn't need any more bed covers or anything yes. else, and, but I still wanted to crochet. And that for me was just ideal. And that was in 2012, right. in May 2012. And I already had a lot of squares that I had made. Yes. And so I just sent them off and that was it. That was the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> So just to clarify, that that author's books, she wasn't then referring to the actual organization that we belong to. Yes, yes, yes. It was all oh, about Knitter Square. It, yes, she it mentioned Knitter Square and what it was doing, how it was functioning. And oh, uh, interesting. that's what got me interested, yes. And I, I looked after I was completely and she's unaware. In the yeah. She's in the members uh, of Knitter Square. Oh. She's not active in the forum. But yes. she is on the list of members. So. Oh, how wonderful. So she drew you in. I must look out for her. Mm. That's so interesting. I recently, I recently contacted her. Yes. Uh, where she was bringing out a new book. And I just wanted to say I was happy to uh, have a new book in the series and mentioned that she was uh, the one who instigated my interest in Knitter Square. And she was so happy to hear yes. it. <laughs> Would you like to just repeat her name and the name of the book for the uh, for Sally this? Goldenbaum? Sally Goldenbaum. That's right. And okay. the, the series is called The Seaside Knitters. They okay. all live by the sea. And I can't remember the title of the actual book, mm. but it's something like the, the fifth, the fourth or fifth book in the series. Oh and, uh, gosh, well, thank you. Good. They're a lot of fun. They're very interesting. And she gives patterns at the end of her book for knitters. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Valerie. That's a lovely little tip. We'll look it up. <laughs> and then um, so you say in about 2012 you started and yes. um with crocheting only, I suppose, at that point. Yes. Well, I, I have knitted one or two things from time to time, but it takes me so long. That uh, crochet is much faster. I could sort mm -hmm. of make five or six squares at the time. I've got half a, a square knitted. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and um, can you remember when you sent off your first parcel? What that was like? Yes, it was month of May in two thousand and twelve. The end of May two thousand and twelve, mm -hmm. and or I think there were about thirty-eight squares in it uh, mm -hmm. at that time, and they were not particularly 
uh, good, and some of them were a bit too sick, things like that. But I hadn't got all the information that I needed at that time. Yes. I got it all later. Then um, I, was, I went on to be a mediator eventually. Right. And I don't remember which year, but it was a couple of years later, which I enjoy tremendously. Uh, the interaction and finding out the ideas that we can uh, use to promote Knitter Square. Yeah. And, uh, Are you still a moderator on the forum, Valerie? Yes, well, that's right, not a mediator, a moderator. A moderator, yes. Yes, I knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still a moderator, although I've been less active um, last year or so because I had certain health problems that made it uh, a little difficult for me to concentrate entirely on mm. Newton Square. Uh, now I'm much better, so I'm back and uh, to will hopefully uh, be more active nowadays. Yes. And uh, can you tell us sort of about the kind of things that you like to crochet? So what, what size okay. yarn, you, you, you know, sort of lightweight or heavyweight yarn, colors, styles, pattern, that kind of thing? I like to work with medium-sized yarn, not too heavy, not too thin, because uh, I don't much like you uh, using two uh, yarns together. They turn out, even when they're very fine, uh, rather bulky. Okay. So I use a sort of normal yarn with a three, uh, three and a half millimeter uh, right. size hook. Okay. Um, I can use almost any color. Uh, I have an enormous amount of yarn. <laughs> mainly because I can't avoid buying yarn. I'm a yarn fanatic, <laughs> plus the fact that people have given me a lot of yarn as well. Okay. Uh, and my favourite colour is probably blue, but I avoid making everything in blue. I try yes. and mix yarns and so on. So I like crocheting squares, and especially the corner-to-corner -corner crochet. Mm. And uh, another... Um, I. I don't know what the name of it is. I call it riddle stitch. Okay. And it's mixing single, one single crochet, double crochet, single crochet, double crochet, all across the line. And it makes a nice waffle pattern. Oh, and I use yes. it a lot in my, my squares. Lovely. And I really, I really enjoyed when they had um, the monthly theme of using up scraps and uh, things <laughs> like that. And I made loads of granny squares, very small granny squares. Yes. that I put together to make one big granny square. And Estelle and Adelaide made just two gorgeous blankets from them. They're absolutely oh, marvelous. Sounds and lovely. Then, I don't think I was there the day those came in, but that's a nice idea. So you say you made small squares yes, and joined yes. them into, what, 20 by 20 so, squares? Uh, the four of them made a normal size square I see. Um, with a, a crochet board around to join them. Oh, and uh, I'd used up so many scraps uh, of wool like that, but I still have a whole load of scraps. And I'm trying to make more small ones like that because they're very effective, yes. uh, all the different colors. Um, and it's not as, oh, I'm going to hesitate to use the word boring, mm. but uh, I, it's more interesting. For you to, to crochet. Change colors, yes. And yes. Uh, use different colors and find that out. Yes. Also, I discovered through uh, Cass and being interested in crochet, uh, Amigurumi. And I love 
making oh. Anigu Now explain uh, to our members or our listeners, because I only found out what that is recently, but may maybe people don't know. Uh, Anigurumi is a Japanese word that just means um, knitted toys, knitted dolls. And uh, it's making just making toys, little dolls or animals, rabbits are a big favorite out of knitting or crochet. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, stuffing them, making them into a, a nice soft toy. And there are so many patterns at the moment because it's become a very, very um, uh, popular. Yes, popular mm -hmm. thing, especially in the United States. And, That's why I heard uh, about it. A lot. And, and it's and... becoming well known in France now. The first one I made must have been about oh, 18 inches long. It was a yeah. rabbit. And okay. It was about 18 inches long. Yes. And oh, you can make the tiny ones, but for the children in South Africa, it's, the tiny ones are really not good because you no, want that's something correct. they can cuddle and hold and so on. Uh, okay. But just for my own pleasure from time to time, I will make a smaller one. Yes. And uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, in order to make uh, a little money for sending parcels, it's really expensive. Mm. Uh, I sell them at Christmas markets and things like that. But the mm. last couple of years, I haven't been able to because of COVID. And, okay. Uh, there's no Christmas markets, and and a lot of people do things like this. Uh, people I'm in contact with who work uh, with CAS, uh, mm -hmm. they often participate in craft fairs and this kind of thing, and uh, it, it's a good way of getting around the postage problem. Yes. Because um, I essentially work by myself, but I have uh, several people who uh, send me their squares or bring their squares and uh, okay. most of them help out with the postage which is really nice of them and um, many of the things that uh, we see on the uh, forum uh, the two of them called both are called Mireille yes. and they send me a lot of things and Mireille came just two days ago and bought me seven beautiful blankets oh. that she her sister-in-law and friend have made yes and uh, She's always bringing me lots of things like that. Um, uh, the other Mireille also sends me a lot of things. She's into making toys now. So Lovely. she's discovered something that she'd never tried before. Okay. And uh, she's, she's making lots of toys, stuffed toys now. And I, as I say, I found some uh, patterns in French now. Okay. So I can, whenever I find one, I send it to her. And she's trying out all these lovely things. So Lovely. I have a lot of things send off and mm. this afternoon I have a lady visiting that I haven't heard from for two years because of all the problems and she's coming with three big boxes of um, blankets, toys, uh, gloves, hats, everything. We used to be in contact a couple of years ago and then we lost contact because of Covid and so on and her husband was the head of the evangelist church in France and she's a very mm -hmm. interesting lady. And uh, she has all these people knitting and so on. And so she's coming with three big cartons of uh, things for me. Wonderful. Um, it'll be fun. Yes. So, and, you know, I've had several people like that. It sounds like you'll be Sorry. posting a lot of big parcels soon. <laughs> yes. 
yes i certainly will mm. um that's part of the fun anyway um, mm. and um you were saying about the people that i've met through cas and yes because you said you met quite a few I, yes i've met quite a few and well all sort of members that contribute regularly but i've sort of gotten uh closer to uh, people like in australia canada wales mm. and holland and uh, people that I really enjoy communicating with, and Is this not just off, off the forum prayer. as well as on the forum. Oh yes, yes, oh, yes. Wonderful. And, uh, just changing news about how we're getting on, this kind of thing, uh, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, as I say, I'm very curious. I like to know about people in other places, and I've never been as far as Australia. Or uh, my brother lived in New Zealand, but. Uh, mm -hmm. I never got to see him there. So it's interesting to find out about people in different countries and what they're going through. And yes. uh, especially with all the problems over the last year or so, yes. it's nice to know how people coped. Yes. And especially uh, in South Africa, I, I sort of uh, really applaud what people did there during confinement, lockdown and everything else. It was amazing uh, what uh, you have uh, you achieved with all the problems that you yeah. had to go through there. And, it's uh, interesting how people have pulled together. Yeah, and we've, I mean, yes. uh, Nitter Square just kept going, although there were months oh, when yes. we just didn't see each other, and then there were months when only one or two people went into the barn to collect a big bag of squares to take <laughs> home and sew, but it just kept going. <laughs> Yeah, we can see from the 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 blanket cake on the yeah. photos. It's amazing all yeah. the blankets. And I was looking at the recent figures uh, for September, and uh, it was the best month of the year. There's so many squares coming in and uh, parcels being received, oh, and that's, that's a lot of work for you yes. there. And doing the parcels, sorting out things, and not all the squares are absolutely in top. Uh, condition compared mm. to what they should be <laughs> and uh, I think this is amazing and yeah as I say someone like uh, Atelier for example uh, just taking her car and going off and yes. doing what she can living what she can yeah. uh, even with lockdown so yeah. all the people around all the volunteers there well, absolutely yes yeah and and I but I think what makes it so special is that we all love it you know each of us have found our little niche so Athelay particularly likes the distributions to the remote places and Estelle is is fantastic at just getting everybody organized with um, making blankets and she puts the blankets up on Facebook and on the forum and shows everybody what's, yeah. what's been coming in. She's great at remembering names. <laughs> um, I, I know most of the volunteers are passionate about what they do, even if they do it in a very quiet way. And then I found a, a niche in doing the podcast. And I think that the podcast may have reached some new people, which is always exciting. Um, we've seen some names that we haven't come across before with parcels coming in. So, you know, it's just great that even through such difficult times, we've managed to uh, keep the wheels turning and even to grow in our membership. <laughs> yes, this is essential, of course. But I'm uh, just talking about one of the Mireille uh, who helps me. Uh, she doesn't speak any English, mm -hmm. but she occasionally leaves a message on the forum knowing that there's always someone there that be able to translate it. Uh, very often it's me, but if I don't see it, there's always someone else who'll do it. And she just loves it. She has found 
something that gives her a positive um, aspect in her life that she didn't have before. And uh, she just enjoys uh, Nature Square so much. Yes. Uh, She's she's making some lovely things as well. And the other Mireille, uh, she's been, we've celebrated our seven years of knowing each other Mm-hmm. And, uh, together for Knitter Square. And this came uh, from an um, association that dealt with finding activities for retired and handicapped people. Okay. And uh, she came to one of our um, meetings that was a big reunion and uh, just thought this was fine because she loves knitting mm-hmm. and she's made gorgeous blankets with uh, um, Smurf figures and things like that. Oh, so sweet love. I don't know how she does it. I, I admire her immensely because she must have used about 300 ne- uh, stitches on her needle to make some of the patterns she does. I couldn't you know, cope with 20 on mine, but anyway. Uh, so she makes really nice stuff and she's a lovely person. She really Great. is very nice. So <laughs> this is all because of past that I meet people like that. Um, That's so, fantastic. Yeah, what a positive things about Cass, so one of the many positive things about Cass. Well, well Valerie, it's very, very lovely to chat to you. And um, I, I'm just sitting here in Johannesburg and thinking of you in France, and I didn't ask you where <laughs> in France you are. Uh, I live in sort of a central west France. Um, okay. We're about 200 miles south of Paris yes. and 200 miles east of Bordeaux. And it's in a, an area called the Limousin, yeah. And it's beautiful. It's very rural, very agricultural. Oh. We have no uh, big industries around, except yes. for um, industries that come from forest and wood and so on. Um, oh, and it's, it's just a perfect place to live. Um, very nice, very quiet. The people are really nice. That sounds um, lovely. We've been here for 18 years now. Okay, it's uh, really home. Here. Yeah, lovely. And, oh, it's definitely home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that people are going to so enjoy hearing your voice on the podcast, and especially those people that you've uh, connected with um, through the forum and made good friends with. Um, but thank you so much for sharing all about your your involvement in Mr. Square and your your interesting life of travel and that kind of thing. So <laughs> well, I enjoyed it as well. And I want you to give all my love to the people working at the barn and doing so much for the children because I I admire them so much yes well thank you so much Valerie and we just appreciate all that you're doing for the children as well all those lovely squares that are coming in to make up blankets (laughs) and there'll be more coming soon (laughs) great wonderful thanks Valerie Well, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Valerie. Um, it's really amazing to always listen to people who are far away knitting for us here in, in uh, Johannesburg so that we can distribute squares and blankets to the children here. In fact, just today I was chatting to a friend of mine who um, I've never met, but she's a, a pen pal uh, who lives in um, the UK. And uh, she was telling me that she visited the Knitter Square website and saw how well organized everything is with proper packaging um, instructions and details on the cost of postage and details on how to knit the squares and exactly how to prepare the packaging 
um, for sending it off. And she said how impressed she was and that she would probably be sending off a two kilogram pack or box, I should say, from from um, England in the next little while with some glove puppets and squares uh, for our children here in South Africa. So it's amazing how the, the word spreads and people get inspired, especially when they see a, a charity that is being well run and where the, um, the feedback is really good. And I think our, our team is, is excellent at that, posting pictures of the, of the blankets that um, we make up and of the distributions with the children. Uh, so if you haven't yet uh, looked at the forum or at the, uh, the website, please uh, follow the link and go through and see it. Uh, th that's if you are following this podcast on a, a podcast app. You may already be on the website, which, <laughs> which is great because you're probably then already a member of the forum. And um, I hope that you'll share it with your friends. Uh, I'm going to end this episode right now. As many of you know, I've begun studying and so my time is a little bit more pressured. But I hope to tell you in the next podcast episode a little bit about my course because it really is very exciting. I'm finding it fascinating and I'm really enjoying being back to um, studying to some academics and essay writing and just being able to um, put my thoughts into words, which is uh, something I really like to do. Uh, so from uh, from me, um, I wish you all happy knitting and happy podcast listening. And um, may you just stay well for the next couple of weeks until we meet again. This is Leanne Hunt, Casting Off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.